Hello and welcome everyone to the Wedding Guide Podcast. I am your host, Pete the Celebrant, and we are proudly sponsored by Easy Weddings. Easy Weddings helps thousands of couples nail their big day every year. With their award-winning directory and mobile apps, you can find and book top-rated wedding suppliers, stay on track with their planning tools, or for a more hands-off approach, work with a wedding planner to save you time and money. And the best thing, it's free. So jump onto easyweddings.com.au today to start your stress-free journey up the aisle. Joining us today for the episode is Naomi Therese from Fat and Skinny Catering. Naomi is awesome and she shares with us how and why she began her business, the values that keep it running, and what you can expect from that very first email that you send them all the way to your wedding day with having them as your caterer. Please be aware, there is a slight language warning for little ears. Allow me to introduce you to the truly awesome Naomi Therese. Well, hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Guy podcast. And today we have with us Naomi from Fat and Skinny Catering. Naomi, how are you? I am truly fantastic. This is the first day in eight months that I actually know what's going on. <laughs> and I'm right. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. It's, it's nice yes, to it know, is, vaguely at least, what's going on. But yeah, well, yes, it is a, a catering business in hospitality, so it's always going to have anomalies yes. to get thrown around, but it's looking good. It's looking exciting. Yeah. Uh, future's bright. Mm. It is. Now, I'll let everyone know that we met, well, we didn't meet until a little uh, later on, but you're, you, either yourself or your team contacted me before yeah, a wedding yes. and it was the 19th of January, 2020. Now, whenever anyone says to me, can I give you food? I'm like, I'm hook, line and sinker. I'm done. So they sent me an email saying, hey, you know, you're doing this wedding. We're catering. Come by after, come say hello. And it was in their house. So you were catering through the house. And I went yeah. in and your team were fantastic. And they just started just giving you this incredible food. And <laughs> in particular, um, all I remember was the sauce. I think it was the Thai sauce with the, the coconut balls. So, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yep. And it was just blew me away. It was love at first bite. It really was incredible. <laughs> that makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, no <laughs> other caterer has done that. No, it's rare for another supplier to reach out to another and particularly to say, hey, just, just come say hello and we will feed you food. And that's my love language. So I really appreciate um, it. I found, I found that really strange. I have never worked in hospitality before I started a catering business, which was nearly 18 years ago now. Um, the lack of hospitality in hospitality was very strange. And we'd cross paths with all these people and you'd sort of wave and that was it. It's like, we're technically colleagues for the day. And particularly guys like you and the photographers who run solo. You are part of something really intimate and quite emotional. And then you get back in your car and drive home by yourself. That's it. That's the end. It just wears a little bit of, how cool is this? How lovely is this? Let's share in this. We get to hear your magic and participate in that and it makes me cry. Why wouldn't we do the same back to you and then make it 
a stronger community around each other as well. Because in that time we had where we had to move a wedding because it was rainy and you got in the kitchen and helped us move it all and that sort of thing. That might not have happened had we not known each other, but of course we're all got each other's backs. Yeah. But it's much easier if you know each other. Um, and I really like talking. So <laughs> this gives me more. And my staff are sick of the stories I've got, whereas you're like fresh meat. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. maybe, and, maybe it has, and it's been brilliant. I've met so many people this way and had yeah. so much more fun. I think everybody has more fun with that kind of generosity. And generosity is, you know, one of the, the pillars of our business. It doesn't matter what it is that you're offering as long as it's generous. It doesn't need to be the fanciest. It doesn't need to be the most expensive. You're not trying to prove a point. But you do want that sense of warmth and welcome and you're full and, yeah. 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 Hundred percent. I'm glad we met. Yes. Me too. Yes. Now, <laughs> Naomi, take, now uh, since then, everyone, uh, we've done a few weddings together. Uh, yeah. One I can remember was at the uh, was it a brewery? I can't remember the brewery's name. Um, Mountain Goat? Goat. Yeah, it was Mountain yep. Goat. Yeah, I think it's yep. not Moon Dog. Yeah, Mountain Goat. And yep. uh, then you've had a few other industry nights. Now you've got another one coming up uh, yep. where you just shower everyone with food and love, and why don't you fun. and fun of course <laughs> the alcohol which is yeah, probably part yes. of the fun it's all included it's all big <laughs> yes, gift wrap yes. of goodness yeah yeah take us back to the start how did fat and skinny catering begin so it actually started at my own wedding i got married um, to the father of my children nearly 20 years ago and the food was awful and served on plastic and i didn't know what my options were i just didn't know that you could pick whatever, you know, pick things or choose things or change things or, and it was, and I was just a bit underwhelmed by it. Well, everyone was well fed and it was fine. No one knew. Um, and my new mother-in-law, who I still love to death, I'm not married anymore. Um, they were talking, she was talking to the winery and we had the wedding and they were looking for a lunchtime cook. And she said, why don't you give her a go? Give her a go. She's great. She's an amazing cook. Um, I didn't know this, but my immediate family being Catholic is 52 people. So cooking for lots of people came quite naturally to me. But I didn't know that I had this event style skill at this stage. So I went up there with some magic soup and a lumberjack cake. And they're like, yeah, all right, we'll give you a go. And it worked. They, were, they enjoyed it and I did the lunch thing. And they started doing weddings and I started doing that. And it was like, I know this is a wanky term, but that aha moment, like, yeah. I, and I say this often, I've been kissed on the dick by a fairy. I have this mad <laughs> set of skills yeah. that when you put them all together, I'm really good at this and I really love it. I love weddings. I love the love. I love being that intimate with the customer um, yeah. because it's so important. You've got one chance to get married. You've got to get it right. You've got to put the same amount of effort in as what the occasion calls for. Yeah. So then that happened. And then I was there for about two years. They sold to another catering business. Um, I left my husband, so within two years, so not very long at all, bought a really old crap house, pulled out the kitchen, the laundry, the toilet and the bathroom, put in a commercial kitchen and raised my two children by myself and wow. ran a catering business from home as a cottage business. I did that um, and I did meals into people's houses. I had keys to everyone's house around here and I'd deliver their dinners. I did functions and I did the odd wedding here and there, depending on the kids. Um, and it's suited because babysitting is easier to find on a Saturday night. Mm. Um, and then about five years ago, I was really sick and decided 
I don't want to live this life anymore where it's just the struggle and the stress and the kids are getting older. And I planned that once they sort of hit an age where they wouldn't need babysitting and that sort of thing, I'd move into a commercial premises so I wasn't working from home. And that was three and a bit years ago. It took eight months to get the permits through and build because, of course, I didn't want just your average factory. I wanted a shop with windows and colours and buns. <laughs> so I built the kitchen. I built the kitchen myself, and I had a plumber wow. in, and I had an electrician in, and um, I built it and put it in, and we painted the walls, and we've been here ever since, and we've just extended the lease, and now we do like five to six weddings a week when it's when we're not in COVID, um, and it's amazing. It's the most amazing job. Like, even in the hardest days, the days are the worst days I've ever had in my life, it's still better than going to work every day for somebody else and not being empowered and not being able to live by your values. So I think my proudest achievement is to have got this far and to have this beautiful business and how I have not fucked one person over. You don't have to be a shark or hurt anybody. Yeah. Take anybody for a ride. You can do it with integrity, and that's the bit I'm most proud of. So now we're here. Now we're at yep. this stage where we were strong enough to hold through the whole COVID crisis, just hold and hold and hold, and we're about to start again. And I think it's going to give us the opportunity to streamline a lot of our processes. And um, my main focus working here is looking after the people that work with me. And so make sure that that's a bit better because <clears throat> yeah. my communication can be a bit wonky sometimes in that. Um, hold on, I have to taste the meat coming out. Hi. Oh, this is Jen. Yeah, hi. This is hey. your favourite fan. This How favorite are you? Fan. <laughs> you good? You good? It's still nice and moist. It's dry. Yeah. I can't chew it now. I'm nervous. <laughs> um, I just had lunch and now I'm like hungry again just from sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was nice of her to come. She knew I was doing this, so she came up. Although she just screams at me from the other end. <laughs> <laughs> going, I'm going. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, from that wedding day, you know, the wedding, the marriage didn't quite work out, but I got this career out of it. Yeah. And so not a bad result, really. <laughs> not a bad result. And I'm great not kids, I imagine, result. as well. So beautiful they're 21 and 19 now so they're just one's finishing uni and one works full-time bunnies and they're happy nice. healthy people and and i wanted to model that for them yeah this is what it looks like for an adult to live a healthy happy life yeah and have yeah what well, those values particularly of integrity and as you said not fucking anyone over you can see that in your staff you really care about your staff yeah. and yeah i got a lot of venues you see a lot of people working in the hospitality they're there they're doing a job and then you meet your staff and they're just with massive smile on their face the whole day Mm. so the culture you're really well supported here so we we don't pay the minimum wage because they don't do minimum work we they can only work three weekends in a row they have to have weekends off because you can't have a normal life particularly we've got a lot of young staff who are uni students their friends are turning 21 and they've got parties to go to and they've got nightclubs to attend and they've got shenanigans to get up to. You can't do that if you're locked so tightly. Like, you can't live properly if you have to do that sort of thing. We also coordinate the shifts around that sort of thing. We've got a lot of mums here. So that flexibility is for them as well. So they've got room to move. You're allowed to work as many shifts as you like, but you have to have a break every three weeks because you go nuts. Yeah. It's... 
it's the strangest hours and the strangest work and it's hard work, you know, like mm. it's really, everyone puts in a lot of effort. Yeah, I think I'm really fortunate with the people that I have around me. It just makes, makes it worth it, makes it worthwhile. And it was probably the most stressful thing when we first shut down from Corona was worrying about them and how they were going to be okay. And, yeah. and then JobKeeper was announced and you know, most of them were fine. But the, some of them, are, you know, they're relying on this to feed their own children. Yeah. This is how I got by. I got by because I needed the flexibility. This is why I started it in, this, in the way that it runs now. I, nothing else matters but the people. People first. Always, always, always. Like yeah. it's, If you get that bit right, everything else will work. Because... If people don't care or people don't try or it, what is the point? What's the yeah. point of it all? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and, and that, that's a, a savvy business decision, but I actually can't operate from another angle. I'm too yeah. soft. <laughs> like I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think kindness carries a lot of weight, makes a big difference. hundred percent. Mm. why do you think and i feel like i could almost answer this myself but why do you think couples maybe what do te- couples tell you the reason that they choose you um, probably the best compliment we ever had was we have we're working with a new bigger venue soon so this is not necessarily a couple and i was a bit surprised that they picked us because we're not a particularly large catering company when I'm not, I don't want to necessarily be a quite boutique and specialising weddings and, um, you know, fancy events like that suit our style. We're very low key, no bullshit sort of approach to it all and very clear communicators. Mm. I said to them, why did you pick us? I don't know why you asked this in a business discussion anyway. Like why, why us? <laughs> and they said, because you're not a dickhead. And I think that's actually probably <laughs> probably a good answer to your question is that we will give you the answers. It's not confusing. It, you know, often you get quotes from different suppliers for things and they're pages long and you need to add the bits together. I know what you'll need in terms of staff and how much volume of food and that sort of thing. You get to pick the style of food and the flavours you prefer and that sort of thing. <clears throat> but you don't need to be all of a sudden learning just because you're planning your wedding, learn how many staff you need and what platters you need and what this happens and run sheets and all sorts of things. Offering advice is very easy. Mm. The other thing we do is <clears throat> anticipate the needs of particularly brides. We deal more with brides than we do grooms and either way we don't mind. We don't have bridezillas. Bridezillas happen because brides are wigging out and they don't know and they're not being listened to and they're stressed. One, listening to people goes a really long way to when they're stressed. Yeah. And two, anticipating that this stress happens over and over and over again. Very similar stresses. For that person, it's really unique. But for the situation, we've seen this exactly this behaviour over and over and over again. Anticipate it and short-circuit it. So they never have to get stressed in the first place. Yeah. So the reassurance makes a massive difference to them, them being able to trust us. And then we're actually there on the day as well. So they know that all the way through, we're going to be there. And it's one of my favourite parts of the job. I'm often the last person to speak to a bride before she goes and gets married. If they're coming through the kitchen in a venue to go out or if they're getting married at home, you know, and she's beside herself. And I'm the one handing her a tissue and I'm the one saying, 
you got your sister, this is the best decision you've ever made. Now go get fucking married. Yes. Like, and it makes such a difference because I'm like a life raft. On the outside, I'm not emotionally, I am emotionally involved, but I'm not emotionally attached. Mm. And so they've got this person that they can just rely on for a little bit. And just the intimacy of that is extraordinary. Like how, how do you get where someone is that vulnerable and you get to stand next to them and go, no, no, you got this. You got this. Yeah. This is great. This is great. And so when they walk down the aisle, they are filled with that, yeah, yeah, I got this. This is this is great. This is so much fun. It should be fun. Yeah. Falling in love with somebody and then wanting to celebrate that in front of all your people is such a great idea. Yeah. Humans have been doing it for forever. It's a wonderful yeah. thing to do. And it's a big undertaking. So it is. but it's worth it. Yeah. Hundred percent. And I'm it- not gonna be the person that makes that winning stuff up. Absolutely bloody not. Like, not on my watch. I'm getting floods and in fires and power outages and all sorts of stuff. Not my fault. Bride doesn't need to know. Doesn't need to know. I've had a bridesmaid put her hand into the cake to eat it because she was so drunk. Okay, let's get all the flowers off, hide all the flowers on the big chunk of cake that's missing. (laughs) Bride never needs, that doesn't need to know. That her bridesmaid is loose. (laughs) 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 And the cake's wrecked. We see all sorts of things. So, yeah. and nothing, I've ne- nothing's ever got the better of me yet. So, and you train your staff in the same way. Expect them, expect this sort of thing to happen. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Simplify it. So, what's your process with couples? Um, they contact us via email first. Um, and we send out as much information as we think they need at this point. So, they need it a price list, which they can access on the internet anyway, but they firstly need to know how much you are and whether they can afford it. Um, We send them out information about other people they might want to have a look at that are in a similar vein to us, that are in that style, and then we encourage them to contact us back and we will contact you. Um, And then we go, they usually book about a year in advance normally. Yep. And we do a lot of contact with the beginning so that they're reassured about what, and let them know what the process will be. And then we leave them alone for a little bit. So they can come to us and call any time. We don't hound them with anything. Just, you know, if you need us, we're right here. And then uh, about a month or so out from the wedding, we're like, are you ready? Are you excited? It's coming. And, um, and often we've been speaking to them anyway. And we start prepping for the wedding on the Wednesday before the wedding. So everything's really fresh as well. So they can make any changes up until 10 days, two weeks beforehand. And even then we can swing it a little bit. So say someone is able to come now, but they've got lots of dietary requirements, but they're really special. Is that okay? We can fit that in. We do do that sort of stuff. It's hard to, it's hard to, because you go all the way through that whole year waiting with them, waiting for this to happen. And then on the day, I try not to be a squealing maniac when they arrive. She's here! She's here! Oh, my God, she's here! <laughs> I often go out and say hello and, you know, just... Or, but not in their face. I just go out and see how she's going. And um, they often I often have a little chat. And then we cook dip for everybody, for everybody mm. they love. And it's, it's not the fanciest food. And it's not necessarily the prettiest. It's got no wanky bits, no smears on a plate. Well, I'm not trying to be clever. I'm just trying to make food for the people that is lots of it. So you're full so you can dance all night. And 
Everyone complains about not having enough food at a wedding, and I don't understand because it's maths. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's, it's not that hard, and it's easy to be generous. It really is. And it costs us nothing to make sure yeah. uh, that everyone's cooked for. So we cook for 1.1 people for mm. every person. Tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny difference. And then, but the end, when you times that out by 100, you have more than enough food. Yeah, and that if you've got the hungriest of hungry people, we can keep feeding them, and there's we're not we actually have never run out of food, based on that formula, and yeah. it's to have the reputation of a business that will guarantee that you'll be well fed on your wedding day with good food, not not crap. Yeah, um, is huge for people. It's a huge reassurance for people. That brings us a lot of business, which makes us more money. That one point one that we add to the thing is. Nothing. It costs us nothing to do it, pretty much. I don't know why you wouldn't. Because yeah. what's the point? Like, dinner for 100 people is a lot of money. Whether you're buying a cheap meal or an expensive meal, it's still a lot of money for 100 people. Do it. Just do it properly. Just yeah. do it properly. Yeah. I think that and it comes down to being a bit Dutch. Like, either it's right or it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't make sense. Like, if that doesn't make sense, it won't be done. It's just like, no, that doesn't make sense. So, yeah. I just, I think a lot of it came from my own experience of getting married all those years ago and just not knowing. Yeah. I didn't even know that I didn't know it. So, yeah. Does that answer the question? Yeah, 100%. No, that that definitely answers the, I think, the question. I think, you know, for couples what need to know, they email you first, you give them all the information they need. And yeah. uh, very like, similar to myself, when I meet, I give them all the information yeah. they need, even just that first yeah. up. Here's my price yeah. straight front up. Yeah. And then, because yeah. I don't want to meet with someone and they're like, yeah, it's not like, here's how much I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd love to be part of your day. And yeah. then from there, it's just giving them information. And then I say, hey, we're going to chat three to four months before your ceremony. So it's sort of yeah. giving a little bit of a gap, because like you said, a, a yeah. year before, you don't want to be hounded yeah. by someone every week with some email yeah. of, nothing it's boring yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and it's just um consistent about in our approach to it all like that really more than anything it's reassuring like you can ask any questions none of them are stupid and i often talk about having your knickers in a knot in your head we just actually you've got all the answers but you've tangled yourself up you can't untangle it but if you just talk to someone and they listen you often get the clarity of what you want I think I'm the genius that's come up with the answer. I'm like, no, mate, you did it. <laughs> you did it. I just gave you, the, you know, a, an opportunity for you to slow down enough to think about it because there's so many decisions to make. Yeah. And we talk. And if you want me to come and meet you, I meet you. And we have a chat because some people find that they can um, understand the chemistry between us much easier if we meet. But most don't even necessarily want to do that. They, they trust us off the mark. So, yeah. yeah. And we don't do taste testing. So we're one of the first wedding caterers to just refuse to do taste testing. And the main reason for that was the cost. So the cost of doing taste testing is really high for you two or four people having um, dinner. The difference between cooking for four people and cooking for a hundred people is very different. It's also expensive. Where does that cost go? Where does it, like it has to then be built back into the price that you'd be paying at the other end. And 
our reputation is really good enough for us people to know that the food is, is good. And it hasn't caused us any loss of bookings ever. Mm. Just the time that it takes, I then put into recipe development and staff training and all of those sorts of things behind the scenes. Instead of spending money on this thing, which is actually going to give you nothing because you're not going to know what it's going to taste like on the day because very different styles of cooking and depends on what you're eating off the menu and that sort of thing. I reinvest into things that on the day will make a massive difference to your wedding. Staff that are happy, staff that are calm and supported, food that is fresh, food that comes in and goes out and is safe and easy and delicious every single time. So those processes are most important to me. Well, I can highly vouch for your food. Everything I've eaten <laughs> yeah. is yeah. delicious. And I feel like that's probably yeah. one of the most, that is the most important thing. It has to, yeah. be, it has to taste yeah. good, but it's fresh yeah. as well. Yeah. A lot of your, like, particularly your salads are, they're yeah. different, they're unique, but they're like, yeah. they're great. And yeah. anything meat is just, you've, you it's know, delicious. In, yeah, yeah. incredible. And it's all, and it is all cooked fresh. So the food comes in on a Wednesday, all of it. Yeah. And then on Friday, the second round of, um, greens and fresh herbs and that sort of stuff come in and on Saturday morning it's all chopped mm. like it's cut and cooked cut and served to you that day because soggy salad is shit like shit just at dinner let alone at a wedding it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's just awful like if yeah. you want to go to Safeway and get some coleslaw from the deli like, <laughs> it's slippery why is the salad slippery <laughs> I eat a lot of salad. I always have. I love it. And I could, I can't stand eating like that. So, yeah. um, and I grow a lot of stuff. So I grow a lot of stuff that comes in here, like the specialty stuff, the hidden ingredients that make things taste different and you can't put your finger on it. I grow a lot of that in my backyard. Um, ah, those special brownies you serve, hey? The pretty special brownies <laughs> I serve. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that yet. I right, might do yeah, yeah. a special treat for somebody one day. School yeah. surprise. <laughs> that, would break, that would break people's day too, though. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on the couple. There might be it's probably yes, what they yes. order. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> so with so obviously like with COVID coming up and well, sorry, COVID coming up, it's yeah. not, it's not yeah, there to be yeah. served. Uh, <laughs> with the how's that impacted your business though? Like, how will, will things change? Will things be the same? Yeah. Um, at the beginning, it devastated our business. So it brought us to our knees. We lost 90 weddings this year. They postponed or cancelled. Yeah. We had we have wonderful clients and they're pretty understanding and we set systems in place to help them um, postpone really easily and for the same price. And, this, you know, we gave them the tools they would need to do that yeah. and the way to go about it. So first you had to pick your celebrant, your venue and your photographer because they can only be in one place at one time. We're far more flexible. So get them locked down first and then move forwards. The mm. first couple were really sad because it was three days out and I was calling it before shutdown. I was the first in the industry to say, I'm not doing this, it's not safe. I was threatened to be sued. I was like, you're being hysterical. You are making a man out of a molehill. And I said, I hope I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm happy to wear egg on my face. Like I'm happy for that to happen. But if I'm not wrong, your grandma might die. My, like you might not be able to go to someone's funeral in two weeks' time. We don't know. And if we don't know, it's not safe. That's one reason. Two, your wedding's fucked. It's fucked. 20 people can come. <laughs> And they're all going to be talking about COVID and wearing like terrified and there'll be no leak from you at your wedding. So, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> so 
So that was really tough. And yeah. then we held and made a plan and sort of stuck to that. And that was, and it was working okay. We were like, we'll just start building ready for October. We'll just hold on. We're going to be okay. Um, but none of us had done this and like I hadn't done this before. So Nat Sproul and I spoke from early, early. It's another celebrant that yep, you know. Great celebrant. And started a, a Facebook group to support the entire industry and how to write the emails. What do we say? Mm. A lot of us had, um, or all of us actually had terms and conditions that didn't have pandemic in it. So there were things like that. And then, and then the ACCC adjusted things that allowed the, that to be included, even if it wasn't included in our, because it, it was unforeseen. Um, so things like legal implications, money implications, um, mm. how do we postpone, are we allowed to charge an extra fee, this couple wants this, this couple wants that, this couple wants to pretend that it's happening and it's not happening and so supporting each other through all of that and that made a massive difference being part of a really big community that did that. Um, and then the second lockdown uh, probably broke me, I think. I was yeah. really... I don't know how we're going to survive. I don't know how it's going to move forwards. I don't know what it's going to look like in the future. Um, and to have eight months of no trading was huge. And then who am I without this? And do I even want to go back? I think I was most scared that um, I'd lost the love for what I do. And I don't think you can do this unless you love it because it's so intense and stressful. But I made little plans as we went along and then they get, you know, not back but we're here now and I'm as ready as I can be and I did my first wedding on Tuesday I got another one on Saturday and I got out of bed so fast when the alarm got off like just I was so so excited and all day just couldn't believe that I loved it this much and that I was back and yeah I can't wait to do more of it and I think I was so relieved that I still feel this way because I was so hurt by what had happened I just didn't know what was going to, and to support my team through it as well was really difficult because more than anything, I was the most fucked. <laughs> like, really <laughs> just, like, and I had just bought it the day before, the week before lockdown, I bought a new home with my new partner. And so I had to sell my house during a pandemic whilst trying to save my business. And it was really stressful. And I had to reapply for the mortgage and prove my income until June 2021 with nothing, nothing. And I made the plan that I made and it went to the bank. They approved. And that gave me so much confidence. It's like, I am good at this. I do understand what's going on. I can write numbers. I can't, I mean, I wigged out like no man's business. I can't do, I can't even add this spreadsheet's wrong. But in the end, I do. Trust yourself. Trust your instinct. Stop Mm -hmm. overthinking everything all the time. Just, you know, that be in the moment thing, although it's wanky, <laughs> is true. There is only right now because the amount of times I've made decisions going, right, this is what's going to happen from here and had it pulled out from under me is several times this year. And it gives you the only thing I had to go on that was reliable was my gut. And it hadn't, it's never let me down before. So I look forward to the challenges of working now from that space. And as a leader of this business, um, I've always been really cautious of not wanting to be better or above anybody else. And I struggled with that, being the boss of this place. Um, to step into that role more comfortably. So I don't have to be the boss of anybody. They're the boss of themselves. They're all grown-ups. They know what they're doing. Um, but I'm the leader here. And I'll lead us out of this. And to, to, to own that um, 
that idea and how empowering it is. Um, and that is, does rely on a lot of gut instinct. And, and I'm not stupid and I'm not crazy. Like I, I'm fun and I'm bonkers, and I'm, but I'm harmless. But I do have a lot of things I can rely on yeah. within myself. Yeah. I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> Just, yeah. At one, at one point next year, I think in March sometime, I've got something like 16 weddings in 10 days. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> But I'm setting up for this now by training the staff now. Don't just wait till you get to the other end and, yeah, have some yeah. faith in what's going to happen. And if we lock down again, which I don't think will happen, I think if we have outbreaks, it'll, there'll be tightening of restrictions and that sort of thing to keep us safe, we'll be okay. We'll still be okay. We'll just hold... And I think because I've never run the business to make money, I do make money. I have to get a wage because what's the point? <laughs> like yeah, you know, you've got to live. Um, it's not, it's like I, I operate it from a, I, like I measure my success in abundance rather than money. So the experience I have and the life that I lead, and you know, that I'm not in financial distress or nor is any of my staff around me really basic stuff. It's not about the end dollar result. So mm. I think we would survive anyway because I would do anything to keep it. I yeah. just, I don't know who I'd be without this now. So, yeah, yeah it's, we're sort of entwined a little bit, which is good. Yeah. It's much easier working now, you know, from a space in the last couple of years than working from home. Being able to separate yourself from work is much healthier. What do you wish couples knew? They have choices. They're allowed to ask questions. They're allowed to be scared. They're allowed to be stressed. Mm. Um, and that on the day, everybody you've hired, and this is why it's important to get the fit right of the person you're hiring and the, the style that they are, will do everything they can to make sure your day's great. Let go. Let go. Because we will catch every single other thing, like everything. We've, we've seen it all. Immerse yourself in this experience because it is more emotional than you could imagine. It's more powerful and more important than even the magazines say. It's not about being a princess for a day. The main thing is the main thing, which is you get to marry the love of your life. You get to uh, ex express your love for somebody you want to spend the rest of your life in front of everybody else that you love. And you don't get to do that very often. You don't get to be in a room with everybody you love very often. Just, just do that. Just do that. Just be in the room and with the person. It's, don't forget to look around. It's not a show. It's actually something really real. I know there's a massive market and there's loads of hype and lots of stuff goes on. All of those things are important. And any way you want to express that love, um, and get married, whether it's an elopement or a big giant wedding for 400 people. That is up to you how you choose to do it. But don't get lost in the show because mm. it's not. It's not It's not a performance. It's real life. And this, you know, it's the pointy end. The other thing I'd like you to know probably is that the couple of weeks after your wedding is really sad. It's really hard. You just, because your focus is so pointy on this one day, and then that focus stops and it's got nowhere to go. And it's just the, that energy. So although you're happy together and you're having honeymoon and that sort of stuff, there's this hollowness to the amount of energy you put towards this one thing is, needs to be directed somewhere else. Just give it some time 
to disperse into the things that you love normally in life again. So, because yeah. it is intense for a little bit and people feel really guilty mm. for feeling shit afterwards. So I often contact my brides a couple of days or weeks afterwards, depending if they're going away. And I say, you're feeling a bit shit. Yes, how do you know? <laughs> because it's fair, it's, an, it's a reasonable response to have, but it's one that's not talked about and there seems to be a little bit of shame around it too. But mm. there's so much emotion. It is huge, huge, huge. Yeah. yeah. What's your best advice to couples? Other than what I just said, it would be being in the moment, in the day. Don't forget to be in the day. Find people who you connect with. So like when you bought a car and you knew the car was right or you found your home and you knew it was right or if you've got children and you're sending them to school, you know the school feels right. When it feels right, it's usually right. Trust your gut. And if it doesn't feel right, look around and ask as many questions as you want. The questions for me are really easy to answer. I know the answers because this is my profession. So it doesn't bother me. It takes me five seconds to answer a question. For, for, for them, it's a huge deal. It could really be very distracting and quite stressful. Whereas just ask a question. It's easy. Yeah. You're not, you don't bother me. Like yeah. I'm here to serve you. <laughs> That's what my job is, is to look after you. Yeah. yeah. The whole time that we're engaged with each other. And then even afterwards, I love hearing about when babies are born and kids yeah. are going to school or they've moved house or, yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's meant to be fun. Mary, thank you so much. You've shared so much. Thank you for just sharing about, you know, your, the beginnings of Fat and Skinny, the process, just everything. Thank you for being real as well. Um, I know I appreciate mm. that everyone listening will mm. really appreciate that too. So please, uh, if you are planning a wedding, if you know someone planning a wedding, point them in Naomi's direction. She will, as you heard, she will give them all the answers she can. And I guarantee you, your wedding will be a catering success. I hope so. Thank you for having me on and uh, popping my podcast cherry. I haven't been involved. I was famous when you asked me. I was like, oh, I'm fancy. I'm a fancy lady. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very proud of what I do, though. So I'm happy to talk about it. You should be. I'm proud of the work we all do here. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please get in contact with Naomi. Have an incredible week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Like we do it.